signs of a good beginning. Signs of a good beginning. What is the sign that will let you know that you have begun good this year? To know that every good thing God has prepared for you this year, you are going to have it. That is what we are trying to um, argue and come to a compromise to satisfy our feet this morning. We're going to look at signs of the beginning. There was a day Jesus was about to leave and his disciples told him, show us a sign. And Jesus said that I will show you the sign of Jonah. Amen. So, God always has a sign he gives to his people to let them know that what he has said will come to pass or he mean it. Amen. If I tell you that I'll come to your house, one thing that will make you believe that I will come to your house is when you heard that I told another member or another friend that I will visit and I did visit the person. That will serve you a proof that when pastor promised that he will come, the sign is that he will come because the last time he promised such and such person, he did unedited. So it will become the previous testimony becomes a sign for you to believe the current promise. Amen. So, if God has let us know that he is going to give us a very good year, or he has prepared a very good year for us, and that good year is going to be ushered by the presence of the Holy Spirit in us. What is the sign of God in us to let us know that the year will be good, or in other words, can be good. Because the fact that the year is good, it can or cannot be good, depending on how you relate with God and his word for the year. Amen. John chapter 2, verse 10 and 11. John chapter 2, verse 10 to 11. And saith unto him, Every good man. How many of you remember this scripture from last week? And say it unto him. Every good man at the beginning served the good wine. And when men, the people are well drunk, then that which is worse, the inferior, which he has kept will be saved. But in this, in this instance, they have saved the inferior first from the beginning. And the people were not well saved. So Jesus has to come in to save the good wine so that the people will begin with the good wine. Eleven. This beginning of miracles, other the 
NIV and the others say that this beginning of signs. So you can choose to take miracle if you are trusting God for a miracle. If you are trusting God for a sign, you take a sign. If you are trusting God for a breakthrough, however you want to change that small word there, it's up to you. So this, the first of, let's go there. This beginning of signs, Jesus performed at Cana in Galilee. He thus revealed his glory and his disciples put their faith in him. So at this beginning, when Jesus gave the sign of the good wine to the people, then the disciples believed in him. You and I are the disciples of Jesus. So the sign that will make us to believe that God will give us a good beginning or God has given us a good beginning is what we are about to learn. Luke chapter 24 and verse 49. Luke 24 and 49. I am going to send you what my father has promised. But stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. The other verse said, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. So stay in Jerusalem until you have received the Holy Spirit and power. Jesus here also was about to start the church. The beginning of the church in another dispensation. And the people who are going to be witness of the church, he needs to give them something to start with. So that in that dispensation, they will know that Jesus or God is with them. Because they were going to encounter crucial and critical issues throughout the year or throughout that dispensation. So he said, wait. Until you have received power. In the first John chapter 2. Verse 10 to 11. We found out that this were a young couple. Who had a potential for a great future. About to start. Life. In a new dispensation. And the story of their beginning was about to give a wrong impression of what is going to happen. And Jesus has to come in to intervene. Hallelujah. The marriage life of the couple is typically the life of Jesus and the church. Because the Bible calls the church the bride of Jesus. No wonder Jesus' first sign was performed in a marriage ceremony. He has to prove his spiritual relationship by using the physical example. Because his spiritual relationship was going to be him and his church. They are going to marry together 
and he has to be there for the church at all times. So this time, he has to prove it in the physical to let them know that in marriage, whenever Christ or God is in it, and there comes the critical moment, you provide for it. Hallelujah. So Jesus did it. We are trying to set up a point then we will begin the service of the day. So we realize that in Acts chapter 2 verse 4, the disciples has waited in Jerusalem and the Holy Spirit has come unto them and has filled them and has also given them power for them to begin the journey of that dispensation. And I said that being filled by the Holy Spirit will, and power will always be the sign of the beginning. Now, let's start work. Let's look at the wine, the Holy Spirit. We are now starting to work the day. I made you to understand that the wine is always talking about the Holy Spirit. And in last week, I made you to understand that the feeling of the Holy Spirit or being drunk by the Holy Spirit or is being intoxicated by the, or by wine is being intoxicated by the Holy Spirit. Now here, we have discovered that right from the beginning of marriage, these two couple was about to sense failure, disappointment, and embarrassment. Right from the beginning of the year. Of their year. They were about to encounter failure, disappointment, and humiliation. Because somebody, by whatever reasons, has put in something that was about to send them out in the wheels of disappointment, failure, and embarrassment. And that was the master who serves the refreshment. In the accounts of the disciples, they were about to start the church. And there were criticisms, critical people who had already surrounded because the Bible said that there were people all over the nations who have gathered in Jerusalem ready for the day of Pentecost. So if they should come out to say anything or do anything that we are doing church, they are going to have a problem. And you and I bear me witness that when the disciples begin to manifest the Holy Spirit by speaking in tongues, what the people started saying is that these guys are drunk. Have you noticed it? Said so these guys are drunk. And Peter has to say, come and say that, Abba. It is nine o'clock in the morning. That is, it is the beginning of the year. It is too early of the year for me to start my life in drinking. Amen. 
It is too early of the year to start by drinking. But the people say that these guys are drunk. When the Holy Spirit begins to manifest his power in them. Get ready. Because this year, when the Holy Spirit begins to manifest himself through you, you are going to receive criticism. People are going to label you with names you have not planned or think of. You have to get ready. Amen. Jesus being in the presence of the marriage will not allow this thing to happen. And I said, notes. It seems like the couple didn't have a good wine. They have, they could not afford it. You know the reason? Because from the master of ceremony, he said in every marriage, the good wine is served first. Before the inferior wine. So the order is there that every time there is a wedding refreshment, they have to serve the good wine first. So why was there no good wine? Because the Bible has not said anything that there were good wine that was not served. There was no good wine at all. Amen. So what they had was what was served. This year, I know some of you, all that is left with you is what you carried forward. And you know that that one will not take you anywhere. That all that is left and is deposited in you is the prayers you prayed last year, the anointing you brought last year, the faith you brought last year. That is what is still in you. And that is what people are seeing. Because today is 13. Is that not it? And still people have not seen that you have gone to your new house. Or people have not seen that you have started praying and tender and lightning are falling. So people have already concluded that this time is also going to be like the last time. That was all that the people had. But I said something here. God will not allow our scarcity to become the reason of our failure. He is watching. Amen. God will not allow your scarcity to become the reason why you will fail in this year. It is never going to happen. These two young guys were scarce of good wine. They didn't have it. And because they didn't have it, they were going to see what? Failure. And everybody has concluded. In fact, the master of the ceremony was leaving the place to the next radio station to say that the first time in marriage, inferior wine has been served throughout. The couple could not buy good wine. I told you a wedding I went. Don't know whatever. The couple brought only about 10 crates of mineral. And the congregation was more than 200. So we have to stop farm milk bicycles. And started distributing farm milk. Farm yogurt. Scarcity. 
So that is the news. The people didn't have it. And Jesus was there. Thank God that Jesus is in your life. Thank God that Jesus is around. Thank God that Jesus is in your home. Thank God that Jesus is watching. And he has seen what you don't have this year. He has seen what if he doesn't make it available for you this year. Disgrace will come. And Jesus watched and saw that. "Mm, If I don't intervene for these people this year. They will be embarrassed. They will fail. Then I said. Financial scarcity mess the life of potential young couple from their beginning. But Jesus intervened before their news could spread. The news about what you don't have will never go anywhere. I said uh, the news about your scarcity will never go anywhere. When people have made their mouth, now they are waiting, we are in January. They are waiting that from March they will start again. Aha, this year to have started. Mm. They are ready to say it, but I came to let you know, by the time they move from their house to go and announce of your scarcity and being the reason that you are going to fail this year, by the time they are rich there, they will hear another phone call and say that they not talk about this person because God has provided what we think they didn't have. God has provided what we think they couldn't do. God has provided what we think they will never get. The Lord will ensure that your scarcity will not become the reason for your embarrassment. So I said, Jesus will not hold his peace for material lack to humiliate our divine assignment. There is an assignment God has given you this year. There is an assignment God has placed on your life this year. There's an assignment of righteousness. There's an assignment of holiness. There's an assignment of goodness. There's an assignment of mercy. There's an assignment of testimony. There is something God expects to enjoy out of your life this year. And he's not going to sit down for what you lack materially to destroy that assignment. Remember in John chapter 2 and verse 11, the Bible said that Jesus did this so that the glory will be seen. There is a glory Jesus is expecting from your life this year. There is a glory he expected to get from your life this year. Listen to me. Your lips have been shut for long. And this year Jesus is waiting a testimony from your mouth. He's waiting for you to to say that if it has not been of the Lord, if it has not been Jesus, if it has not been God, if it has not been because it was my side, this year would have been a bad year. And by the time you are saying this thing, the people who were waiting... To say otherwise, we say that Mm-mm. we must change our story. So Jesus will not allow it. He will not allow it. Tell your friend, he will not allow it. He is not going to allow it. Therefore, what is the sign of a good beginning? Because Jesus was there, it was going to start. Failure has come. There was no good wine. They have served inferior wine. I'm sure they couldn't get Coca-Cola money to buy Coke materials and those kind of minerals. And they couldn't get anything. So they have to look at some woman who is within some corner and go and buy a sander. And a house a beer. You know how's a beer? Buy them and give it to these people. And when the master of ceremony drank, he said, Christ! Because when you drink house beer, I don't know whether it is pepper or whatever ginger they put inside. 
There was not. And the people were going out with this. But Jesus came in to provide the good wine. Amen. So what is that good sign that Jesus gave in the beginning? It is the infilling of the Holy Spirit and with power. So the sign of a good beginning is the sign of the infilling of the Holy Spirit and power. And I said the infilling of the Holy Spirit and power leads to the outward manifestation of the glory of God. So the sign that the year will be good in the word of God is God filling you with the Holy Spirit and with power. That will manifest the glory of God which is in you. So Jesus has to fill them with the new wine. And the master of ceremony said that when people are well drunk, the good wine, then they drink the inferior. So it means after they have drunk the inferior and the marriage was about to finish, the people were not well drunk. So after they drank the good wine, then the man said, ah, now I am well drunk. That means I am well filled. So, ah, we have been in this church. They've done whatever we do. And I didn't feel the church. But at the end of the church, before we are about to go home, some anointing hits me. Some power hits me. Some word hits me. Now I know I have been filled with the word of God. And I'm leaving this church, going into the world, knowing for sure that it is going to work. So the infilling of the Holy Spirit is the sign of a new beginning. And today, prepare yourself to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Jesus told the disciples that you are about to start a dispensation. You are about to start a church. You are about to start a mission. You are about to demonstrate my power. But let me tell you, you cannot do it by the fastings that you were doing when I was with you. This time you need the infilling of the Holy Spirit and power. So wait in Jerusalem and power will come from on high and the Holy Spirit will fill you. After the Holy Spirit has filled you and you have received the power, the manifestations will begin. And when the manifestation be, you become my witness in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, in Galilee, and in all the uttermost part of the world. He said that when the Holy Spirit filled you and he began to manifest the glory in me, then people will hear of your testimony in America. People hear of your testimony in Europe. People hear of your testimony in Australia. People hear of your testimony all over the world. That was what Jesus was telling them. Get ready because your testimony is going to travel around the borders of this country. You didn't hear it. I said, your testimony is going to travel far beyond the borders of this land. One day, God went to Abraham. He said, Father Abraham, don't worry about anything. Sarah doesn't have a baby. Forget about it. You don't have a son. Forget about it. I know you are worried about it. I know you are getting older. I know Sarah is also getting older. You are looking and counting the days of your barrier. But I'm here to announce to you. I am about to begin unto you. You are 75 but it is a new beginning for you. It doesn't matter whether you are in 2013. But with God all things are new and all things are fresh. There is a new beginning. The Bible said the steadfast love of the Lord. It is new every morning. Every morning is a new beginning. And Abraham, don't be weary and don't trouble yourself. Because
because I am about to make you a name and your name will go across the earth, the length and breadth of the world even though your days are numbered but your name is about to overtake your days I'm here to announce to somebody even though it looks like you have aged and you have not seen the manifestation of the glory of God but get ready because you have three days from today and your glory is about to hit the world your glory is about to hit the edge your glory is about to spread over the world because God is about to do something new in somebody's life the manifestations of the Holy Spirit is about to manifest listen to what the apostle said he said for the whole earth wait for the manifestations of the sons of God listen to me until you manifest the glory of God your family will never be happy until you manifest the glory of God your marriage will not be happy until you manifest the glory of God your business will not be happy so the whole company is waiting the whole family is waiting the whole children are waiting the whole company is waiting the whole nation is waiting the whole village is waiting the whole friends are waiting for the manifestations of the glory of God in you you can't sit down and let this glory get buried in you you must bring it forth and the power of the Holy Spirit which works in you to make you do what you couldn't do then I'm here to announce to somebody this morning that there is seven days left for you and there's manifestation of that glory there is five days left for you and there's manifestation of that glory somebody listen to me here a witness is about to be said about you because the Holy Spirit is about to demonstrate himself in you and power is about to be demonstrated with your life somebody lift up your hand and shout this is my season say the infilling of the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit fill you and begin to manifest himself in your life there are five perfections of satisfaction which is going to be demonstrated in your life. When he fill you, when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, and you begin to walk out and step into the world and begin to manifest the power, five things are about to happen. And I will explain it in connection to that of the wedding folks. Uh, from John 16, 13, the Bible said that the Holy Spirit will be our guide. He will be our God. He will be our lead. He will lead us. He will guide us. He will comfort us. He will reveal the, 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 the truth of God to us and he will teach us five things that he's supposed to do. So whenever the Holy Spirit fill you, you should know that these five things will take place in your life. From henceforth, you are not going to lead your life by your own simple mind. You didn't hear me. I said from henceforth, you are not going to lead your life by your own simple book knowledge. The ABC they taught you. The two times two they taught you. The algebra they taught you. The Pythagoras story they taught you. The business fundamentals of economics. Fundamentals of business. Basic fundamentals of typing. That you have used. So, wherever you go, you carry volumes of papers. Call them CV. And they are leading you. So, wherever you get up in the morning, you have a briefcase of papers which goes ahead of you. When you enter to the place of your manifestation, you present the papers because they are leading you. And when people take the papers, they are lazy to read. So, they drop it somewhere 
and you are still tiring. But when the Holy Spirit begins to lead you, you don't need to give papers. You don't need to write pens. You don't need to speak much. Because the Bible said that when you are put before people, don't think about what to say. Because at that moment, I will tell you what to say. So he will lead you. He will guide you. The Bible said that. And you will hear a voice behind you. Which will tell you, go to the left. Go to the right. And he will guide you there. A little, here a little, and he will take you to your place of rest. Then he will comfort you. Sometimes you are alone. You are beaten down. You are shattered. Hope is gone. The people you thought could be a comfort, they rather have become the distraction of the small comfort you have. But when the Holy Spirit comes, Anytime weeping is coming, the Holy Spirit get closer and said, you have every reason to cry. But this, your tears, is only for a night. Because there's a morning which is coming, which you have no idea. I know somebody seated here. You don't know your morning is coming. All you see is the evening. Because yesterday was an evening. So this evening, you enter into another evening. Tomorrow, you enter into another evening. So every day seems like an evening is dawning on you. But there is a day called today. A morning will come to you. And your morning shall become your dancing. When your morning comes, get ready because very soon you are going to dance in the mornings of your day and the Holy Spirit is going to give you that comfort that whenever you were supposed to wipe your tears with a handkerchief this time you will shake your handkerchief with joy because the joy of the Lord shall fill your soul the joy of the Lord shall fill your heart the Bible said that a gladsome heart makes a merry soul and very soon because the Holy Spirit will make you glad in your heart and your soul will have merry. Instead of you weeping, you will dance. Listen to me very soon. The next tears that will come, they are not tears of sorrow, but tears of miracles. Tears of surprise. Tears that you cannot tell. Listen to me. The Bible said that when God blessed Israel, they were like people who dreamed. They weep. They couldn't believe it. God is about to comfort somebody. The Holy Spirit reveals. He will reveal to you where you should go and where your miracles are. He will reveal it to you. Then he will teach you. He will teach you. Whatever you don't know. The teacher didn't teach you. The Holy Spirit will teach you. Because when you are filled this is what you do. 